Hello and welcome to the Thursday show on the Frontline Gaming Network. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Adam Camilleri. Hello, everybody. And Dustin Henshaw, this is your weekly tournament information show. We run down the biggest and best and just most fun tournaments coming up over the weekend. This show is going to be slightly different. This is Thanksgiving here in the U.S. And if you're watching us live or you're uh, soon after this and you're in the U.S. and celebrate that holiday, um, happy Thanksgiving. I want to thank you all for joining us. Uh, you know, the show must go on and we are here. And <laughs> this weekend, we're going to be talking about the Hellstrom Gladius and from Sutton in Asheville. I want to make sure I got that right. We actually uh, brought a lot of stuff into London that wasn't in London a couple of shows ago. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We heard about it. But yeah. Sutton <laughs> in Asheville. Somebody tell me where that is. <laughs> um, it's up in the middle. So you've got uh, Nottingham and then it's up and to the left. I think it's next to, is it Mansfield? There's another city that's quite close to. Um, He's Google Mapsing it right now. I am absolutely right. <laughs> there was a Mansfield. It was Mansfield. It's like like slightly off Mansfield, like a sub a sub uh, town up there, and it's directly um, below not sorry above Nottingham. The both of them. So are. we're gonna cover. But, yeah. We're going to cover this tournament, and then we're going to talk about some discussion topics. And we got an exciting uh, Fuego Rapido down at the end of the event or, or into the show. And that's something where we run down, you know, some rapid fire topics and uh, talk about some exciting things, some fun things, um, and maybe funny things. I don't know or how funny we get, but you'll see you something in there. So, it happens. Uh, Hellst- Hellstrom Gladius, 46 player grand tournament event in England. Yeah, another one in the long, currently long lineage. Only been, it's only been like gone for less than 12 months of Mikey mm. and his crew at Hellstorm running events here, there, and everywhere. Doing a great job, bubbling away, putting some nice, nice uh, events together. The quick and dirty stats here. So, yeah, like I said, 46 players. Uh, the Imperial Super Faction reads as thus one Sisters, one Admech, three Astra Militarum. One of which is Steel Legion. You're a champion. Um, three <laughs> Grey Knights. Six six Imperial Knights, boys. Six Imperial wow. Knights. Wow. And oh, 13. Knights are taking it by storm. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're good now. <laughs> um, yeah, and I can tell you right now, even though I haven't updated it because I totally forgot, Knights is the most represented faction in attendance. Wow. That, that, that's a humongous jump. I mean, I know we're, we're talking about 46 players. That's still, that's still very commendable. Uh, but to have Knights be at the top of what we can we call our faction podium mm. is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. Jumping on from the Imperial Super Faction to the Space Marines, we've got two unlisted Astartes, one Dark Angels, two Blood Angels, one Ultras, two Iron Hands, two Salamanders, and a single Imperial Fist, because every, every town needs a legend. And there you are. <laughs> uh, for a total of 10 lists. <laughs> Straight into Chaos. Uh, two Chaos Soup, two T-Suns, one Death Guard, one Demons. So actually quite subpar on the Death Guard. Usually we'd see Death Guard being one of the most numerous in attendance, especially some well, of the smaller events. Players. Oh, yeah. You want to move around the board in a big yeah. chunky suit or whatever? Well, knights fit that bill also. That's absolutely right. But they no flesh mowers. No flesh mowers. Yeah, flesh mowers don't seem to look. Don't seem to do so good. blow drones. I'm telling you, <laughs> you're gonna hear it. Do you know what's in those chaos soup lists? Did you Did you take a peek at that? Um, so there was one list as uh, as Nurgle. Um, and so it's uh, it was a you know amalgamation of um. Nurgle demons and I think I believe Death Guard and the other one's listed as Slanesh. So I'm assuming that'll be Empress Children and Slaneshi mm. demons. Um, so which I do think both those are kind of interesting at this point, especially if you're going into the you know well, people are considering the, the thick city future and you want to be resilient against things like Talos, Kronos, and in addition being good against and resilient against stuff like Hive Guard. Doubling down on either the speed factor from that Slanesh brings to you if you're a Chaos player, or doubling down on the durability factor which Nurgle brings seems to be a two decent ways to go for peoples of that super faction um, and also. So while well, T Sons of Death Guard just coming with their own goodness in that realm as well. Mm-hmm. But um a minus one a minus one to wound 
um, Keeper, who you smash a four plus invulnerable save on when you need to, moving and advancing across the board. There's only so many turns you can keep that off your hive guard, um, especially yeah, basically when you've got, like mm-hmm. considered an immortal river. keeper. Is mm. what it... Exactly right. Um, jumping down to the Xeno Super Faction, funnily enough, there's five Necrons and four Orcs, and that is second and third place in faction representation, totaling nine. So Necrons getting a huge resurgence here off the back of their um, data slate changes, going from what we were seeing at ones and twos to five, even at a, a smaller event. It's quite impressive. Well, um, with Necrons, it's like we know we know we had this, those changes where they've had, you know, uh, what are they, like a 400% increase in core, which means yes. uh, <laughs> and, and a crazy efficiency in which they can layer some of their more important and impressive auras mm. and buffs and stuff but we've yet to see the necrons really crack into uh the top you know 10 15 of list is this going to be the event that breaks them has someone figured out the brew well there's quite a few good lists here I, I i was interested to see what this was when i saw the necron representation i jumped through a bunch of their lists there's a couple of still looking very conventional with um a couple of 20 man bricks and some 10 mans for for warriors here there and everywhere um and then a couple of silent king builds uh, there's, a, there's even a couple of silent king and a, and a Catan builds which i do not mind that much but i feel like it's still missing something like i go through these lists i'm like it's just like one unit missing which i hope they get with the the balance change totally coming in chapter approved, they get some points adjustments. If if at all, I just want their characters to be a little cheaper. You know, knock ten points off some of the the chronomancer or technomancer stuffs, um, and then I think they'll get a huge a huge lift and stuffing out, out some a, destroyers. You know, yeah, yeah, really plant especially that flag the Ophidian, the, like the, the close combat stuff. I think that uh, those close combat destroyers yeah. are actually devastating, like really yeah. good. The, the Scorpex, the Ophidians, the uh, just the Canoptic race, the good old OG race. Um, yep, all really, really good. Um, Hive Mind Super Faction, three Tyranids and a single GSC. Honorable mentions to the Tyranids who are sitting in fourth for fact representation. Um, and then Aldari wrapping us up. Only a single Drakari boys, one Harlequin, one Asurani. So that is actually pretty telling for people who could possibly be jumping ship, either their collections don't line up with the best builds at the moment, or they're just, because they've taken a hit, they're just bored of the faction and moving well, on. Well, I bet that's it. Is like someone's like, well, I, there's a hobby requirement for this event maybe, and I don't have three more Talos or something that I need to get in the list mm-hmm. at this point in time. So yeah. that makes sense. Oh, <laughs> a little bit of a hobby so, lag could be in, in that a, area. <laughs> got a, got a, um, a comment for you in the chat here on Facebook, Paul. Val Heffelfinger so mean, cracking the whip on Paul Paul while he's obviously stuffed with turkey and taters. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I actually absolutely am. Uh, we thought about titling this show Tryptophanic Tank Shock uh, because I've absolutely <laughs> been run over by the Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh show must go on. And I love being here and I love being here hanging out with y'all and the folks in the comments, uh, which I want to give some shout outs. Yeah, Artemis Steve, Nurgle Matt, uh, Sir Monstein. Uh, yeah, thanks everybody for coming in. Oh, look at Scary joining in. Uh, just joined hey, us. Yeah. Welcome, mate. Um, so that's a section. Just to, just to wrap up again, the faction podiums here, six Imperial Knights. There's zero Renegade Knights, by the way. I expected when I saw six Knights to see one or two, three um, Renegade Knights and just have an absolute cluster of Titanic goodness. Uh, but yeah, six Imperial Knights, five Necrons, four Orcs making up that. So zero Astartes and zero Eldari in uh, those top factions, which is actually quite, quite, quite spicy. The um, Eldari you- not making it more into more of these. Now, granted, I think that they are, uh, they excel in some of the things, you know, Fire and you know, with out without needing line of sight, uh, and and some other things, but yeah, I, I, it it seems like there's been a shift towards some of the more uh, beefier, stockier things. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's you were also talking about like a couple episodes ago that uh, 
Drukari especially, they struggle against T8 stuff. And if there's six knights here, and they knew there was going to be a lot of knights here, those Eldari players are like, nope. Not, yes. uh, not yes, doing yes, that. Yes. Well, here's the thing, yeah. If you if you are an Imperium player, let's say you're an Imperium Super Faction player and you play through 8th edition, chances are you own some knights. And maybe it's one single Castellan because, you know, that was the hotness for quite some time. But ah, chances are... Guys. Yeah, well, exactly. Chances are you own some knights. Uh, and so a lot of Imperium players might just be like, well, Space Marines are a bit boring at the moment and, you know, sisters, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Let's just bring out the big boys. Let's let's do it. They got a lift. They got a buff. Let's chuck them on the table. And, you know, six players have chosen to do so. When usually at a 46-player event, we'd expect one to two. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Well, I think the, big. one of the stories here is that the Admech, at least by representation here, has absolutely fallen off. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. If you want, if you want to say, if we were doing so, Paul and Dustin, if we were doing this same event, say a month ago, like Admech and Drakai would have been like one or two, or two, and th- they both of them would have been on the faction podium for this event, most likely in the UK. Um, mm. What would you like? You would expect them to be like f- fives and sixes, yeah? I just don't know why people have have really maybe they haven't jumped up maybe maybe it is just a simple case of fatigue uh, with some of the faction and wanting to play something different. I can absolutely see that. That's fun, especially if you've got a few armies in in your uh, uh, yeah. your your closet that can come out, come off the shelf and do some things. But Admech are still very much devastating. So if people are and the reason I mentioned that if people are abandoning what they would consider their Admech tech or their in, mm-hmm. insulation against Admech, I think this is an anomaly and not not the norm. Especially if you are bringing big, chunky models back to the fore with things like Thick City, Knights, etc. Admech have so many good options into things like that. They really do. Um, so I'd, I'd be surprised if Admech stay down, like if they stay at like the ones and twos. Um, I, I expect them to get another relift, but I think they're they're built to kind of back to the forming stage where people just quite are not quite yeah. sure what the core looks like now. Dustin, what do you think about Admech? It's good. It's going to take a little while for people to kind of get used to it again. I do think that we are in a community like 40K itself is a community of very hot take players. Like if <laughs> if something gets nerved, even if they, even if they don't even they're reactionary, I'm like, yeah. saying this hy- hyperbolic. I or just want to know. Yeah, I'm not saying that's not what I'm saying. I, don't, I, don't, I, I want to know what you're saying. Obviously, I just need to. I just need to kind of clear that up a little bit. But I will say that I, I think a lot of people that play the game, wow. especially the ones that don't go to regular tournaments, but they go to a lot of or enough of them that they'll hear something about something that happened in their faction. They hear Admech got nerfed. What? What happened? I can only take fl- two flyers. I'm not playing Admech anymore. Then it'll take a little while for them to realize, actually, it's not that bad. I can still bring them. Wait, wait I still, Marshalls, they got a bit of a point increase, yeah. but they're probably still the best, what, 85 points, 70, whatever they are, 75 yeah. points or yeah, something. Exactly. <laughs> it's just it hurt a lot when you were so up and then you still have to kind of like the design stage almost it hurts mm. and a lot of people just need a break sometimes maybe to like clear their palate just do a little palate cleanse another army yeah. bring some imperial fists and then uh, go back to the <laughs> go back to the ad pack afterwards Perfect speaking transition. Which, <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Bam. Right. We yeah. Uh, we've got speaking of which, we've got a, co- a couple of uh, lists uh, we want to run down just just for the I guess the novelty of them mm. and uh, and see how players are attacking some of these factions. Yeah, well, uh, first and foremost, we had an Imperial Fist player, so I had to go and see what they were doing. His name's uh, Phil Gerard, playing Imperial Fist, a single battalion. And I had a little joke uh, off air, like, why do Imperial Fist players feel the need to take so many more troops than? necessary and they it's all those do. bolters um, man it's bolters, just, yeah. <laughs> Go bolters. Wait, you do know that 
Yeah, they have a stat. The thing they can they can do better with bolters. I think that's right. Yes, that's right. Um, so he's got a lieutenant, primary chapter master. Uh, he's got Torgaridon with big old fisty chin man. Um, ten incursors, three units of five intercessors, a unit of five tactical marines. Awesome. Um, two units of three aggressors with bolt storms. Two redemptors. Two units of three eradicators and a Kaladus assassin. Uh, I actually like this. So the the two units of three eradicators, that's. That's probably a good amount. We what we we've seen them being able to pick off characters. I mean, even put some some wounds on beefy characters uh, because of. I mean, they're reliable. Uh, the firstborn marines. What's going yeah. on with that? <laughs> is that just a points consideration? Maybe <laughs> could, it could be. Could, they have two. Why is he got? Why is there ten incurses? Five does the job, but he's yeah. got ten. Why is it three uh, to five intercessors? You just take. One unit of ten and it's divide them. It's a beautiful player, man. If he could, he yeah. would just take bolters themselves. No, no guys, just well, throw them on no the guys. field and like put them on just, auto fire. That's all he wants. Shake, like shake it's out the bolters like dice and just there roll go. them at his. <laughs> uh, yeah. The aggressors, though, I'm curious as to what strategy is uh, this player has around uh, the mm. aggressors. So, Phil, let us know how the aggressors perform for you. I love the way those models look, uh, but yeah. I think they they seem to be struggling with their range bands a mm. bit on the table. But you know, mm. maybe there's some layering in here that I'm just not seeing uh, that they're able to get some good effect out of these. If I had one suggestion, I don't know what Tor Garadon's doing for the list. I'd rather see him dropped down for a Chappie, because so as, as soon as you get like, and, and I'd blob up a, a one, at least one unit of the Intercessors, a, t- a ten-man unit with either a plus one to hit, a plus one to wound litany from a Chaplain, um, and then all the Bolter stuff, and then double shooting actually does a hell of a lot of good work against a bunch of different stuff, especially for clearing objectives. It's phenomenally good. As it sits right here, I just don't know. This guy's got so many CP. I don't know what he does with it. I'm like, I don't. Where's it all going? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, transhuman physiology is not free. That's true. It's not dark <laughs> angels, man. Uh, so, Peter, so we got some quotes in the chat. Um, someone is thankful for Paul Murphy. Thank you very much. I'm thankful for Paul Aww. Murphy too. We are all thank thankful. you, um, Paul Murphy. George, George has said, Adam, it looks like you're broadcasting from inside a cardboard box. I'm in fact inside a um, a film clip for a, a '90s music, uh, you know, song. You'd see it on. You know, MTV. All I need is like, you know, it looks like it's from an inside of a cheese grater. Do yeah. Exactly now. right. Exactly right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks very much. Um, jumping down to the next of these top lists, uh, or these, well, these lists that pulled out for the love of it. I jumped down, looked through all the Necron lists, and this is the one I like the most. So I brought it for, to you guys. His name is Thomas Dodsworth. He's got an awesome name. <laughs> he plays Necro. He's got a battalion in the Supreme Command, which tells you a little bit about this list. Mm. He's got two Technomancers, three units of five Immortals, a unit of ten Sword and Board Lich Guard, two units of three Scorpec Destroyers, a unit of two units of six Garibs, a big unit of six Wraiths, three Heavy Destroyers, and the Silent King. And I actually, oh, I don't know like this. I think are, this the, are the Heavy Destroyers all single, or are they one squad? One squad of three. I'm assuming to make use of the, the plus of the one hit, and then the strat to re-alter wound. Okay. Uh, that seems pretty beastly. Mm. I don't mind it at all. As far as Necrons go, this is a good like looking list that could become like something crazy powerful. Uh, hopefully, in a couple of months. Oh, you didn't well, put it here, but is it? The, I'm assuming it's the everything's obsec and six. It is, yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's making sure move everything's obsec. Yeah, just making sure. But yeah, I like that then. I, I think, think that the immortals, the three five main units from immortals, are actually no one's ever going to have time to deal yes. with them mm-hmm. because there's so many other if, if this uh if thomas is incredibly aggressive well i mean you, you don't have to ask me twice to be aggressive but i mean he's going to put so much pressure um uh, forward that mm. heck even the heavy destroyers might be almost a distraction 
in this list. Spot yeah. on. Well, the heavy destroyers have got that beautiful like infantry keyword coupled with that fly keyword. Like mm-hmm. they're they're overcosted for what you get, like compared to like a devastator coming to drop pod or you know a bunch of other things or an eradicator. But they've got two of the best damn keywords you could ever have in this mm-hmm. current edition, and they leverage them quite well with the Silent King. Now, um, one interesting thing I want to point out about the, the what I love about the double obsec. Uh, immortals to paul's point is that there's no real other five man unit out there outside say white skies blood angels or like incubi there's no other obsec unit that's going to go kill five immortals that count as 10 so you need to kill three dudes for your five man to stop their five man from holding and those are three toughness five um three three up save reanimating ball bags you know essentially so it actually becomes a bit of an it, it becomes a bit of an issue for some other people's obsec to just walk up and think they're going to take it up take it off you yeah, well, I, 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 I but it. when do they get the time? I mean, there's so much other mm-hmm. things here that that, mm-hmm. I, that I think are are going to be like all the destroyers and the Silent King themselves. I can okay, maybe that's a question for you, gentlemen. Can you ignore the Silent King? Okay. Uh, in a list like that, it's not a matter of can you; it's you have to. Ooh, yeah. you have to. Yep. Because well, and why is that, Dustin? Because the guns you're going to be needing to fire into the Silent King are also going to need to be fired into everything else that he has exactly on that field. Right. Exactly right. All yep. the race, all the scarabs, all mm-hmm. the everything else just needs that same it's, bandwidth. It's actually a really you don't usually see Silent King lists in a list like this. You, it's not like a close combat heavy. You usually see him in like a warrior spam or something like that. Mm. And I like it much better in this style of list because, like I said, you almost have to. If you don't ignore him, everything else in there hurts. Like you can't just let them walk around and stab you with their glaives and mm. all the weird yeah. crap they Hugh have. Tishner says you have to kill the Silent King. He's basically making this army just... Yeah. He it, is. I mean, but but but, this, that, but that is the question, is is that yes, he is doing all that, mm-hmm. but is he in fact the distraction mm. from what's going to run over you? Old school distraction kind of yeah. I, I like I like the duality of it, because in, yep. in reality, like the Silent King operates like a unit of Scorpex stuck to a unit of heavy destroyers. Um, that's, his, that's his efficiencies by himself. Like he's just kind of that deadly. Um, and so you really got to worry, like, do I, do I kill this one guy who can only be in this one place at one time? He's making all this other stuff good or, you know, just try to slow it down, roadblock him, get him out of the way. Yeah. I, my opinion, I usually just like to pop him in here early because I hate the guy having too many years. I hate the guy. Like when you just go, I <laughs> uh, see that Redemptor. Not nah, get rid of it. See, so, yeah, um, it, it's rough. See, I think it actually depends more on your list because it depends on what your it's list true. is capable of too. If like, because I usually play a lot of MSU heavy, and for me, because I play MSU heavy, it's like Silent King. Yeah, go ahead, kill that sixty point model, whatever. I don't care. I got, I got twenty more of them. That's fine. Mm. So it depends on what you have to bring. If you have something that, if you have the firepower to potentially take him down in a turn, absolutely. Twelve last cannons. Twelve last cannons. Do it. Absolutely do it. If you had four Stratoraptors, <laughs> sorry. That was, but, <laughs> We're not sorry. <laughs> not, not, sorry, not sorry. And you were playing four weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, you were playing four weeks ago. But yeah, if you have the firepower to take him down, like reliably, absolutely. But mm. it's one of those things because he has got like a four up pinball and everything. You're still, you still might waste your entire shooting phase to try to kill this big guy. And yes, we, he is a massive threat. He needs to die, but everything else it's still going to do a lot of work. It's a matter of which is going to do more work against your army in that mission. We asked earlier, would a Necron player crack the code here? And this, this might be a solid contender for our list. The only fear I have is that I'm not sure this list is great. Is great into knights, which there are a lot of really, man, 
where when are we having this uh, like you were talking about four yeah, weeks ago we were having this conversation five should, years yeah. ago you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. this is this is i think it's awesome to be having this conversation so in the scene right now the only reason i don't think it's great is because the size of the squads I think if you had a six-man score pack unit instead of two three-mans, which are very pick up, like one Majera almost takes up both squads, like just go and just can always pop pop both or shoot one, charge one, kill them both. And in addition to that, if anybody's bringing a Castellan, you know what Silent King really hates? Oh my lord, does he not like a Castellan? Yeah, and and yeah. Adam, he says he says you're right. Uh, Knight smash Necrons that aren't warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then it's a cool list. Weird yeah. to be taking what might be the ultimate Necron list into a li- into a tournament that just happens to have six knights. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. That, um, uh, that uh, is eleven uh, percent knights. Is what they're like. Yeah, yeah. He's shaking his head at the sky. Like, where's the MSU Drakari at? Come on, <laughs> back. For you. Yeah. You've got another uh, interesting list coming up here. This is uh, we're going to talk about Tim Whitney and his Steel Legion Astro Militarum Army. If there could be one wow. guy who's more of a champ than the Imperial Fist player, Steel Legion, my boys. Um, he's playing <laughs> so guard Steel Legion, a single spearhead, all two thousand points in a single spearhead. Um, he has tank commander with a vanquisher on his tank commander. I just had to stand up and like almost applaud. Uh, two to five scions, two astropaths, a basilisk, two mortar heavy weapons teams, two Lehman Rust demolishers, two Lehman Rust battle cannons, a Lehman Rust eradicator, a Lehman Rust exterminator, a Lehman Rust vanquisher, and they're all in you know a, a, a squadrons of three. And then I've just got what a man in quotation marks because this is this is legendary. And just to point out, all the Lehman Rusts in this detachment are obsec. Yep. Yep. That sounds it's, pretty good. Hilarious. Unfortunately, they still only count as one model. They still only count. <laughs> you, like the, the, the Gimli impression when, uh, when Legolas kills the, the elephant. Still only counts as one. Um, yeah, but this list is a lot of fun. I mean, it the choices of gun are head scratching, like oh, Vanquishers, uh, Eradicators. Probably how they're modeled. Exactly right. It's probably just what this gentleman's collection is. I've got one or two of every single variant. So if I ran all my Russes, it would almost be the same list as this guy. See, so there you go. He's, exactly. he's tech- yeah. I bet that's what he did. He's like two plus say. What do I got? What's on the shelf? Yeah, what's oh, on one the of those, shelf? One of those, one of those, <laughs> one of those. Put, one him, those. In the, put him in the cart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good yeah. luck. I granted, I don't know what I'm doing with this gun, uh, but yeah. I get to fire it for three rounds while you try to figure right. it out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, it's yeah, yeah, exactly right. I respect and, that. Look, none of the guns, of, only, the, only the Vanquisher do I think is actually bad i think the vanquisher gun is actually bad because like just like just like the rail gun on the on the um the what's it called uh, what what is the tau gunship platform called the Taunar? what are you the, talking the about tank. No, you're talking about the the, the tank. tank the hammerhead with the rail gun the hammerhead the hammer- yeah that's wow. i'm so sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> Words escape me. I was yeah. in there for a second too, does it? I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Don't I worry, know, I got I know this. It. I know this. I got it's you. a shark. But, but just like the hammerhead, the vanquisher is pivoted at the one shot, one kill vehicle weapon in the fluff. And yet it's a gun that is chronically incapable of killing any vehicle in the game in one shot, barring like a land speeder. And so you're just scratching your head like, these two, this does not line up. These, these two <laughs> things are so far apart from the fluff in the game. It's actually kind of annoying. You like the eradicator better than the vanquisher because it's got blast because it actually just and it's got ignores cover and it's strength six and there's a lot of toughness okay. three stuff to target without you know taking away cover and doubling out for two, winning on twos can still be okay yep 
Okay. No, that, 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 I mean, that's fair. I mean, I really think this is a question of figuring out what, what was the right point matrix to get him to, to the strike force uh, and then getting as many Lehman Russes on the field is, is well, I think, probably as possible as points allowed. You boys, you boys are absolutely... Well, mostly he's got sponsors on him, mate. So he's actually spending points he doesn't need to. He's got lads cannons on some of them. He's got heavy bolts yeah, on some of them. That's another model, 100%. You guys were right before. He just went right up to him and just said, like, I haven't, I haven't used you boys in nigh on three seasons. Just no, I guarantee he, he started that list with all of those Lehman Russes, however they were modeled, and then built the exactly rest of right. on that. They just, like, just chucked in some mortar teams. Yeah, the mortar teams, I got that too, sure. I need some out of line of shooting basilisk. We, Done. We had a comment in the chat uh, from Gordog said he's magnetizing some Blight Lords uh, while listening <laughs> to us. That is absolutely awesome. Nice. And I'll say Blight Lords magnet. I like I, I magnetized up the the heavy weapon arms on mine just to give some fun- functionality. And they were just so easy <laughs> to do because there's so much plastic there on the model. I mean, there really are uh, chunky boys, and uh, you can put a pretty healthy magnet in there, and you've got a lot to, to handle on and work with. Is uh, as someone, I'm a little bit clumsy with magnets, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, as long as they no, weren't uh, Destro, because otherwise Paul would have said something different. <laughs> <laughs> They're terrible. Uh, They're yeah. terrible. Uh, um, shout out in the chat as well to my man Hugh Titch and I, local to Victoria, the state I live in. Uh, got to love the FLG show at lunchtime whilst procrastinating in the home office. Love it, mate. I can address this whole death route situation if you like. <laughs> Do it. Well, Do it. Well. Step up on your soapbox. <laughs> well, you know, we actually we're. Uh, it's not too bad of a segue because at, right after this, I want to talk about just just meta builds, current mm-hmm. meta builds, and talk about you know what people are calling the the thick city and the and the hive guard tyranids and uh, gray knights and then knights themselves, and specifically to address some death guard. Like, look, and, and we'll do it just briefly because I know I talk about it a lot. Some of it's a little tongue in cheek, but uh, but with the death guard. They need to be able to move, like basically movements is an issue for them. So being able to get places, and if your opponents are not complicit to letting you get places, uh, then your mo- your mobility is a bit of a hindrance, a liability to you. And so I think that if you go into the death route route, you're better off just having more blight lords. So you ha- you have the uh, capacity as you're taking casualties to be alive to get further across the board or get where you need to be. So that's 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 my deal. Uh, so I think Blight Lords are in in the case of of winning games right now. Things like Blight Lord, having more Blight Lords, uh, Chaos Spawn, and Fetid Bloat Drones is where the Death Guard need to be. If you're going to compete mm. with some of these other things, if you're going to, okay. There's there's yeah. a hot take from Paul Murphy. <laughs> oh, hang on. Tell you what, before we get to that, let's run an hour from our sponsor. Then we'll come back and talk about. I know I I just I I. We jump the gun on the meta discussion, but we're going to come back talk about now you the hot it. meta builds and how to beat them. Uh, just pretend I didn't say anything about Death Guard, and then we'll, um, <laughs> it might be a surprise. With the meta, you know there. <laughs> we'll see y'all in a minute. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom made one at a time. Printed with high quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real world setting, there's a great looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. 
Every Mac comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. We are back. Uh, Philly Pokemon put me on blast saying, what? Oh, real, real big brain play saying five move is a hindrance. So let me let me also break that down. One more thing is that sometimes uh, people want to play, you know, they want to be competitive with what they have. And so you got to I think it's important to talk about the confines, the, the theory of constraints around whatever the particular situation is. And so if you have an army that is basically has this this. Uh, uh, liability of a certain stat or a certain or, or a weakness in a certain stat it's how to compensate for it with what's in the other parts of the same book and that's why it's worth talking about but that's very important uh so but th so thanks for pointing that out uh and then also thanks for being with us and uh, throwing a comment and, and joining on the chat we are back as you didn't uh, as you can tell because i'm talking uh but we're going to continue talking about uh the builds uh, that we think <laughs> might be able to hang with some of these uh powerhouses in the meta right now I want to get Dustin's hot takes on the current state of things after the uh, FAQ data slate. My hot takes on what things are on, like right on now? The, on Just, the meta, what people can expect, what they got to worry about, what they got to account for. Well, I think, well, you, you kind of touched on all the things you got to worry about right now. I worry about it is more a term of this is what you're going to see a lot of in like the hyper-competitive tournaments with the, the, some of the top players and just people that see what you should be bringing. And one of the big ones is Thick City. That uh, I, I love that it's been called Thick City. It's kind of funny, but that's <laughs> because Talos dropped in points for some reason. And people are going to start bringing those. Kronos, Grotesques have started to make come back into the into the, the Jukari list now. So it's less mobility and firepower and more, I'm going to walk up the board. You're not going to kill me. I'm going to get there and you're going to die. Why do I feel like we've come full circle and we're back to we were say in the first three to five months of because this edition with <laughs> bricks of necron warriors death guard and deathwing yeah. um, it really feels like we've come full circle but it's only because the best msu army in the game now now no longer functions correct on its own, or not as not as well yeah yeah that, that's exactly right because they you, you they, run they, out of units to trade even yes. just a little bit i mean two or three units less uh be, because are fewer it's a big deal. Uh, because of the, the trade situation, I think it, you're, you're better off going that redundancy. And that's what a lot of players have shifted to. And plus, the writing was kind of on the wall. It was like, Homunculus got a little bit cheaper. And mm -hmm. Some of these other, okay, well, I got, well, if I gotta, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. the, the, the things you can actually take in that, uh, in that army now, it's not as MSU heavy per se, but it's so chunky. It is so mm -hmm. chunky. It is ridiculously hard to get through sometimes. And as you just make enough five-up saves with your freaking field no pains against everything, mortal wounds don't save you. Like Nothing just kills them. You have to rely on a little bit of bad mm -hmm. dice rolling on your opponent's part. You got to get a little lucky with some of the guns and fighting them in close combat is scary because they can just survive and fight you back and kill you in return. So, you guys just yeah. made uh, Jacob Killhorn's day. He's like, wait, Silver Tide is good again? He has 100 painted warriors. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, so remember in 8th edition when Talos was all the rage and the, the, the previous one? Everyone took like their 6 to 9 Talos with chain snares because everyone was playing hordes and they just butcher their way through your plague bearers or your conscripts or whatever. But no one's taking those anymore. Everyone's taking the mortal wounds. So if you see somebody who's not taking chain snares on their Talos, you're like, well, 
20 Nakamura's just stop, yep. we'll stop these guys all damn game. Let's do it. Uh, it's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, absolutely. And then that's that's just one. That's just one of the armies you're going to see right now that's going to be kind of taking... You'll still see some of the MSU style of Avenger card, the guys that have uh, kind of taken it in strides, like, oh, whatever, so I lose two units. I'm, I'm still going to play this style. And it's still good. It's just losing, like Paul was saying, you lose just one or two units in an MSU-style army, and it does lose a lot of its punch and its play, and its play style mm -hmm. because of that. But one of the other things that uh, we'll talk about the one, because Manny brought it and showed exactly how oppressive it can be, and that is the 18, 17 or 18 Hive Guard. Se tyranny. 17. Uh, 17, yeah. So it is the new Alpha Strike, because you can't hide from them. They don't care about cover. And now they're more consistent than ever because one of them is going to be rolling everything. The other two are going to be rolling ones, hitting on twos. It is ridiculous that, a, I, 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 considering it a small buff in terms of the book was only like one or two little things that the army got, but it increased their consistency by like three times. Yes. Wow. And it is terrifying to sit on that table like, okay, terrain doesn't matter because all of your guns ignore line of sight anyway. So it's almost like against against armies like that, you have to start on the line and hope you go first because hiding doesn't matter. <laughs> and you also have the swarm lord with the gene stealers. So one of them, one of the gene stealers, could be firing in your face too. Generally speaking, if that list goes first, it can consistently kill five units, generally without too much trouble, depending on what they're, you're mm -hmm. fighting. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying. Like it's really so, good. and it's running this real nice, uh, really. St really stable tension that it causes your opponent mm. and the fact that you, you don't want to be it's 36 on the hive guard yeah yes so you, you want to be either out you want to be outside 36 to not get shot but then you're not playing the table yep. or you want to be within side 36 and closing the distance in order to stop the hive guard but then you're getting destroyed by gene steel's devil gaunts yep. and characters and so you're in this like damned if you do damned if you don't and if you do not have a plan, you're not going to do either well, and you're going to get smoked. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you need to do you need to do one of those things: hurt them from further away than they can hurt you. E.g., like things like we talked about manticores. Some things, some knights can do it, can outdistance them with stuff like. Wyverns. I don't know if actually wyverns are a good choice, but I just feel like they have I, a lot of shots, dude. If you're if, yeah, against things like um, gene steals, people are taking units of twelve gene steals, which is the perfect yep. maximum for your blasts. Um, in addition to the devil grunts, wyverns aren't bad into any of those options. Uh, but the problem is the distance. Their their, their range is is thirty as well so they're going to be in range for the hive guard so you're going to get one chance to use them at least, at least i believe well, i might be wrong about that actually the tank you can the other thing you is too, the tank. you have to remember too that a lot of those lists will actually have the redeploy so two of those hive guardians might get redeployed exactly right after you know if you're going first yeah. or not so you, apologies sorry i did think i was wrong the quad the quad mortar is 48 so you will out yeah, you are range. there you go oh good yeah. okay and you can move the tank so. And you can move the tank. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly fine, right. Um, so yeah, there are some things you can do there. What, what are some options for like? What are some armies that get to tap those hive guard early? You reckon? Well, uh, if they're not taking uh, if they're not taking any of the blips like the GSC blips, sometimes they'll mix a little bit of GSC in there to protect from this. But any like the Raven Guard Ultramarine stuff with the Victors, Raven Guard White Scars, White Scars can get in there. There's a couple armies that Harlequins can get in there as well. Death Company with Forlorn Fury. Death Company. Actually, Blood Angels is a very good one to mention of that because I've actually seen a couple lists with uh, Ultramarines and Death Company. So the Ultramarines for the Invictors wow. out front, and then they have some Forlorn Fury Death Company going out there. That can be very scary for uh, for Hive Guard. Like for, Forlorn Fury in, in a in a environment where you know you're going to get some decent terrain, mm -hmm. being able because it's an option. You get to choose to do it. You don't yeah exactly have to do it if you don't want, uh, which is which is pretty good. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, obviously, touching them is the best option for most armies, but some of them don't have the option to do that. So you have to try and do it with something that is uh, going to be able to do damage to them out of line of sight, because generally speaking, they're going to be hiding. Usually you can't hide all of them, but on some maps, you definitely can. So, yeah, and, and also the Tyranids are, are, are have no shortage of bodies that typically kind of insulate mm-hmm. yes, uh, these, in these units. Yeah. So you need something that can they can get over the, those screens. Or, uh, or completely to, yeah, around to clear it. it. Yeah, exactly. To clear it so, or yeah. go over it. So you need stuff that's... So if you're going to have a one one unit that's going to do this, you come into some issues. Because yes. I was thinking from a Dark Angels play, I'm like, well, Ravenwing bikes are actually quite good for this because they kill the screens and then they're fast enough to get and tap things. But then I came into an issue being that the vast majority of the time, the, the Hive Guard are going to be behind terrain. Mm-hmm. E.g., i got to go around because the bikes can't go through. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of an issue where... I, a reason where I can get a unit in front that has infantry keyword uh, or, or and or fly that also picks up infantry and can either tap and the the other issue is when you when you tap the hive guard you have to be there through their psychic phase eg you can't have a, you can't have so few guys in the unit that they get smited out screamed out etc etc so you need essentially uh, you need more than nine wounds to make it there to be to, for my mind to be reliably two smites and a, and a scream to, to clear you out so um you guys think of anything smash captain Good, good uh, option. I don't know if he not, makes not, it through two smites. <laughs> yeah, not enough wounds <laughs> is the issue. He could. But if you just want to, you're just going to just kill the hive guard. Kill, you know? you know, kill, kill the hive guard is fine. <laughs> you kill the whole unit. You don't need to t- touch them anymore. Uh, mm. Drazar was surprisingly a good choice. Yep, Drazar. Like, yep. Dark Eldar can still do it. They absolutely um, can. I- I thought about using things like Landspeeder Storms as well, because they've mm. got their five up against mortal wounds, so they'll insulate themselves against the screams and the smites. But once again, not being able to use fly in the charge range means they can't hop the um they can't hop the screens if they can't go through the screens, which they're not good at clearing themselves. But th- that means they can go that to, and have to go a long way around terrain, right? Uh, Mikhail Hunstead says a big a big brick of black knights with one grenade launcher to stasis shell the Havgar before charging in. The issue there is that unfortunately, um, you'd have to kill, you'd have to target and kill out a bunch of the gene stealers as well on the way in. Otherwise, the gene stealers will just eat the whole squad because mm-hmm. they're that dumb. And in how much well, don't you have bolters do. on those things? <laughs> well, no, they've all got plasma. Well, black knights, they yeah, have plasma. Yeah, they have plasma. So you go in and you try and you try and target out the the gene stealers with all the plasma guns, and then yeah, go know. for that. Gene stealers seem they're to right. roll just really well against anything I ever do do at them. They're, they're, they're just, they are unknown. We can't be in that case. You're, you're on your own mm-hmm. there. <laughs> um, and this is all betting on you go first and actually get to use this damn unit 450 well, points look. 450 points is how much you pay for a, a full a full squad of black knights and they do do a lot of work but for 450 points when one unit of hive guard mauls the unit into oblivion um, mm. you're going to be very unhappy just go first and roll a bunch of sixes that's that's the best way right. to win 40k well, that's the thing too you know one of the best things that deal with hive guard generally speaking and one of the reasons that they've made a huge resurgence other than the fact that they're ridiculously consistent now Planes. Planes mm. are very good at killing Hive Guard. Extremely good. Like, and there are so good. many... I, back, to, back to Dark Angels. <laughs> Dark Talon hey, has all the good profiles. Dark Talon. There, there's all your the answer profiles. right there, buddy. Right there. Dark Talon can people do it. Are taking, people are taking six Hive Guard, so you get full blast on the Rift Cannon, and you've got 24 Bolter yep. shots to go after Devil Gaunt and, and Gene Stealers with. Oh, uh, you, you just uh, answered coming here with... With airburst fragmentation projector crisis suits, Ooh, actually, and, yes, and, and, yeah, yes, and a yes. bunch of, and a bunch of SMS is actually yes, not horrible. It actually, is very good. Actually the horrible. thing is, most because they're going to be taking three groups of them. They're even if some of them do, at least two of them are not going to have the enhanced resistance. They're not going to be ignoring AP one and two. They're just going to have a four up save. 
Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's the good. Rift Cannon also. Apparently someone's been very adamant about the Rift Cannon. Fire that Rift Cannon. <laughs> yep. There you go. Um, well, yeah, so that, that is a weakness of that is a weakness of the Hive Guard. They're rent yep. 2. They are rent 2 ignores cover, but if you can have a, a decent density of ignore rend 1 and 2, are you that worried? Like, do you need to care that much? Mm. Like, if you got your one big game-winning unit, you just nuke all the little stuff and win the primary. Yep. Yeah. No, I like, look, I like this kind of, like, thought exercise of what to do because you're going to encounter them. Those yes. are... People that have been playing Tyranids for a long time are, are going to have a lot of high guards. So the fact that they've gotten just that, the, I think the tipping point, finally getting over over the thing, I'm like every nothing I saw on that Tyranid battlefield is that maybe what the the Malefex or whatever it, it's what? called, um, Maliceptor, the big Maliceptor. brain bug, Maliceptor. yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was was something that that I've seen everybody have. So I actually I love it when that happens. By the way, I love it when mm-hmm. when things that are in people's collections they get to revitalize mm-hmm. them and get them on the table and and just like instantly get um kind of shot into the the tournament uh, and and do decent well. I, I think that, that that's awesome that you can do that. But you have you're going to have to account for this because yeah. uh, everyone has all of those tyrannid pieces or the ones that they don't have are easier you know very very slim are not necessarily critical to the overall plan. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I uh, I have had 18 Hive Group for quite a while, and I'm bringing them to a GT coming up. So I'm sorry, guys, but vile. I, I have to do it. I, I have well, not feel, ever feel that all 18 Hive Group. You're going to have some Gene Sealer cults in there, right? It's me. Of course I am. Still on brand. Still <laughs> of course. Fine. Still fine. You get a pass. Actually, everybody gets a pass. I cannot, I gonna bring I cannot live without blips. If I lose blips in the codex, I am going to burn something down. I cannot. Part, of, part of why we do these things is to give people the information that they need uh, to be able to compete and then do well with whatever they want to bring and inform about what they're going to see. So you know you're going to see this kind of stuff. Now let's jump. We only have a few minutes before we get to our Fuego Rapido. Uh, let's talk about knights. Mm-hmm. Knights with just a small change of getting some more obsec seems to be enough to get them on the table for people. So I'm of the opinion knights will not be STR breaking the game or anything like that, but they're back to that true hardcore. Mm. I am a gatekeeper. If you do not have a plan, I might just run you down, run you over. And um, you got to think about it. You got to think about how do I pl- how do I play into knights because they're this they're the most well. It's them in Thick City are the ultra polarized stuff. You have to have the right profiles, as you just don't get to play against a game against them. Um, Dustin, what do you think? I played against uh, new knights. Actually, I played against them with gray knights, ironically, because I don't play gray knights generally. But I played knights against them. Gray knights? Knight, Are you knights were playing gray knights? knights. Or they, I was yeah, playing no. gray knights. Okay. It wow. was okay. it was a game of who can make the most four up involves. That's that's what it felt like, because every single thing that we did to each other, it just came down to a four up save. Knight. Yeah. The problem was the knights. Now that they counted as ten models, and they were Magera's with obsec. Yeah. What am I supposed to do for primary if I can't kill you off? I just exactly, I threw man. three dread knights into one. I did three wounds. Whoa! <laughs> just because the involve is uh... <laughs> like what, what? Did I do something wrong? I don't understand. Like, did I make a mistake? I don't understand. What... Uh... But that's what happened because that, and mm. you have to kill it. You have to put all the resources into it because these big knights that. As we were talking about the Silent King before, you would try to you try to ignore it because all right, fine, you're just one mm. guy, you're not even obsec, like ten mile obsec, whatever. Now these yeah. things that are killing me are also winning the primary. It's ridiculous. Yes. It is. <laughs> really I good. always so I 
so I remember me and Paul doing a bunch of things. I, I was like at the end of an FTN episode, like how do they make knights feel good? Because knights are always one of those things. That if you buff them too much, they're OP as hell and no one has a bad time. But if they're if they are what they've been like, format yeah, warping. Just, yeah. Exactly. Or potentially format. In the past, they've been format warping. Now I think they they actually fit really well into the Warhammer forty thousand area, and people can interact with them more. I always thought they should step down in how many obsec models they count for as they degrade. So that was a reason oh, to degrade them. Oh, yeah. So you went from 10, you went from 10 on the big knights to 5 to 3. I like or that. Or 2. Like and then that. on the little knights, you went from 5, 3, 1. Um, or 5, 2, 1. And I always thought that was a very clever, very elegant way for G-Dub to do it, to make you want to degrade things mm -hmm. to a certain level in order to worry about your damage. Because right it is now, it's just... Uh, do I kill a knight or not kill a knight? It doesn't matter because I got one CP to act at full and they still count as 10 models. So if I left him on one wound, it's the same as if I, he's on 24. It doesn't, I mean, no, no appreciation. You're just, just like wishing here now. You're just like yeah. talking about like what, what maybe could have happened. Exactly, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, but yeah, what, what knights bring to the table is that they have this just like nuke button where mm -hmm. just any turn you could just swing and miss and lose the game. Um, and people have got to start worrying about that now. Like, do we have to do like even with Grey Knights and T Suns in the game? Do I have to actually bring my damn uh, um, Null Zone back into my list? Otherwise, mm -hmm. just, Majerius makes too many four pluses Dude, and I lose. If you're yeah. taking Mar Marines and you aren't taking Null Zone, what are you doing? I'm seriously, well, yeah. it, Null Zone is <laughs> so good. Yeah. You really should be bringing it. I any anything that has like a mass ignore invuln. Why aren't you people mm. taking it? You have any well, idea how many invulns are in the game right now, <laughs> dude? Well, as soon as you get rid of the invulns of the Majeris, like five blade guard just maul yeah, exactly. that Majeris down. Blade guard you know? do it. Like especially if they're bloody paws and they're you know plus one to wound, I'll just go in. <laughs> See you later, brother. Um, yeah, like it's it's nuts. It's mm -hmm. nuts the difference it can make. But in the same time, you just give you just give T Suns an auto fifteen, and you don't get to get your or the witch. So it's 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 a rough balancing act See, that I have to worry about. I now. I, I don't. I don't think you should ever not add something to your list that will add to your that will add like value to your list just because you won't get a boar. Because that's, that's only point. two matchups that you're really going to take a boar, right? Yeah, 90, like 90% of the time. So to not take something because just in case I go against Grey Knights or Thousand Suns, I'll have a good secondary. You should already well, have a third good secondary planned, right? That's a great Chaplains idea. right now. Uh, are more reliable than librarians for that exact reason, the secondary choice uh, and the fact that they can't be denied yeah. on, on those things. Mm. And so, uh, but I think the question is now is, is null zone more important than any of that? And the answer could be yes. I, I well, it, so. dude, it was it turn four? It was turn three. Thick city gets this five up invuln or is it? No, it's got plus one. It gets plus one to hit. It's turn four. It gets this plus one invuln. Yeah. Uh, from the power from pain, power from pain. I can't remember yeah. turn four. Uh, well, turn two is turn two is actually the important turn for uh, for thick cities because they get to be able to advance and charge, advance and, and charge. that's where you. And so a lot of the stuff we were talking about earlier, not to sidetrack us, we're on. I know we're on a the, the nice conversation is is getting them before they get into that that yeah. phase. How many? How much damage can you do in turn one to them to make that advance and charge <laughs> and way it's less? Tr it's turn two, Adam. Oh. So Jacob uh, has uh, said in chat, my friend the Nightbringer wants to say hi to some Majeris. That's a good call. That's a, <laughs> yeah. That's a good call. That's yeah. that's a good answer to them too. Like I said, anything um, that ignores invulns is very valuable, especially with knights coming back in. And well, the, I mean, du the, sorry, the duality ahead. of the Catan is that it's impossible for a knight player to kill a Catan yes. in one turn. Yes. Which is, unless they, unless they explode. Yeah? Uh, they have to explode. To Actually, no, no, that's still in the combat phase. They can't, yeah, that's still in the five phase. They can't kill you with that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Oh. Yeah, there's no explode phase. Feels like yeah. it sometimes. 
Yeah, it feels it like that. Yeah, that, for nights, it definitely phase. feels like there should be an explode phase. Explode phase. <laughs> <laughs> Reactive meltdown. You know, let's, let's do it. Uh, uh, and then here, Tomodachi Express says, if you're playing in a grand tournament, you will encounter Grey Knights or in Thousand Suns and pro- things with yep. invuls. Absolutely. So, you know. It's both. It's both. You'll encounter things with the, that are all good for a boar, but also they also have invuls. So if we're talking about taking a librarian to lose a boar but gain null zone, you're sacrificing one thing you're getting against those two lists to gain another one against those lists and a lot of other ones. So yeah. I think the answer now, is yes. You, That's my opinion. Do you know who the big winner is here? Is T Suns? Because they already have. Do they still have? They still have Death Hex, don't they? In their new in their new tree, they've got Death Hex, the T Suns tree, and the Chaos Space tree. Uh, null zone. The evil null yes. well, the targeted null zone. zone. Yeah. Which, Which is, is even enough. even I mean, better because then you don't lose it or with your guys around. You don't lose it. Exactly. Exactly. So that is that's the one thing is like, well, I lose my null, I lose my involves. Like, well, you, you're probably gonna take something with you. You know, it's like it's either yeah. not not kill it. Uh and yeah, you can also be, you know, somewhat surgical when you when you enact it. Oh, for but. sure. Oh, Murphy Stanley, yes, I do want to address that because the new tier never like does ignore involves, but that's something you gotta pay attention to because it's only AP two. It's not as valuable as it seems in a lot of cases. So you're like, you're, I think it's what you're pointing out too. So a lot of a lot of these guys that are going to have involves are going to have a two up save or three up save. So minus two ignoring your involve, it's not not as valuable because it's only his attacks, right? And it has to be a bone sword negative two. And you can make it monstrous to make it negative three. Then you're putting a lot into that. But uh, that's what I mean. If you're going to ignore their involves, you need to have the AP to make it mean something as well. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, I'm, I'm just uh, trying to double check that they still do have Death Hex, guys. I don't remember them actually. Yeah, it's going to be called something yeah. else for sure. Because just like their warp. Uh, their it's warp twist, called... twist of Fate. Twist um, of Fate? I have... Matt, Matt Hardy jumps off the top rope, hits you with a Twist of Fate, <laughs> and you don't have any yes! anymore. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Isn't that it Jeff Hardy? I, I don't know. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Jeff Hardy. They both did it the same. They both had the same. Okay, movie. okay. Except for the one with the Swanton bomb. That was, oh, that was. right. Man, the 90s were good to me. They were, like, yeah. There you go. <laughs> hey, it was early 2000s. I don't even that, know no. We got to get to our final segment. Our final segment, if you're just joining us, is a segment we call the Fuego Repeat, where we run down a list of topics. We give ourselves a couple of minutes to, to I guess, wax poetic about whatever these topics are. At the end of that two minutes, we move on to the next one. No matter where we are, we shut it off. It's like dice down, hard dice down, which, which we have covered uh, as part of this. Uh, and then we move on to the next one. I hope you've enjoyed this kind of rundown uh, that we talked about with, with the meta. I think the meta is has markedly changed. It really has. And some people mm. are bringing it to it to, to both create and form the new meta. And then people are, are bringing things to attack it. Uh, and hopefully this conversation has helped everybody stay ahead of the curve. Let us know where we're wrong. Fire off in the comments about what you think. Where do we, what did we miss? That's probably the best thing. What do we miss? I think we talked about some, some uh, pretty uh, just dead on things, but what did we miss? Uh, if you're willing to call your shot, uh, let us know. And we'll, maybe we'll talk about it on the next episode. Love it. Without further ado, let's jump to this segment we call the Fuego Rapido. And as soon as the clock stops, Clark, Clark, as soon as the clock yeah. starts, Clark bar stop. There we go. Uh, what's a hobby tip you'd give yourself if you were just starting out? Adam, we'll start with you. Ooh, don't be afraid to, to buy Forge World. 
Uh, okay. I I really wanted to. So I've got ten thousand. I've got ten and a half thousand points of painted Cadians. I wish I had done Deathcore Creek. I had the money to do either either, but I was terrified of buying such expensive and beautiful models at the time that I didn't have the the guts to buy from Forgewell. I was like, I'll just buy some Cadians. I'll see how I go with those. And yeah, that turned into ten and a half thousand points. That could be ten and a half thousand points of Krieg right now. Um, I'm gonna and he, yeah. here's I'm gonna go with um, always clean the mold lines. After you have assembled the model, I know you clean them when you get them off the sprue, but after you've assembled the model, make another pass before you go to prime and clean off those mold lines. If anything that you possibly had missed or with the way that you're holding it with the light reflection or whatever, double check the mold lines. Dustin, you got anything? I got a couple things. Obviously, the thin thin your paints is always important, but for me, it actually took me a while to figure out uh, the tax, the, the, ease of dry brushing and washing i didn't know how easy it was and i didn't do that for a while but after i actually got good at it the other thing i'd tell myself take care of your brushes so i got this we yes. actually hang outside down so they're dripping down they're not actually going to be flaying it takes care of your brushes that way because that way you don't you actually know the brushes you like for the different things you use you don't have to keep buying new ones and flaying all those and then cutting them or doing whatever the crap you have to do with them like i'm one of those people that after i clean it i always clean it with my mouth and make sure it gets into the right yeah oh, you're one of those you have to do that yeah, you have to too. you have to you just that's why we we're, we're, we're paint eaters like yeah this is a just, couple of people have, have some comments here is like just keep painting no matter yeah. what you think yes try to push through that's another mm. one just push through what push you think through. might be a struggle or something's not exactly. looking exactly the way you want you might be able to get it there actually just don't stop that's a great one but you know i, I never had an issue with that part so. <laughs> All right, here's another. What's your favorite wrestling finishing move, uh, Dustin? The RKO. We'll start man. with you. The RKO. I, I RKO. Love, I love Randy Orton, and I love the RKO. And it's not just the RKO itself. The it's ruthless the, aggression. It's the memes that have come from it. I love That's the true. RKO to nowhere meme. I love that so much. It's one of my favorite memes. Have you seen one of those uh, those long videos of just random articles yep. of people like going up, jumping, people oh, tripping? Oh God, I love it that. Probably- that has made it so good for me. That's my favorite, hands down. What about you, Adam? Adam? What you got? Uh, in my late well, pre-teens, early teens, was the uh, it was the last ride by the Undertaker or the 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 was it the Jackknife Powerbomb by Kevin Nash Kevin or Nash. Diesel? Those were the days. Kevin they were Nash. just. It was like a seven foot dude just freaking dropping you on your back. I was like, that, that's got to be the that's got to be the craziest, coolest thing ever. So um, you know, I, li- I live in Atlanta, and I've I've uh, Kevin Nash walked behind me at a bar one time. Ooh, yeah. And I didn't know what it was, but I felt like the gravity presence. shift. It was a gravitational pull that I just like casually looked around. You know, am I being? You know, what's happening? And then you're like. That is that is Kevin Nash. <laughs> He's a huge dude. He's yeah. a huge dude. Wow. Yeah. It seemed nice, you know. Again, it was just you hanging, you know, walking through. Uh, it was actually on, uh, on Christmas Eve of all places. Oh, wow. in a, a, a little bar in the middle of Atlanta. Well, a lot of those guys are awesome too. Like I've, I used to go to those live all the time. I still have actually my one of my stepsisters got uh, Bret Hart's glasses put on her before he went to the oh, ring one cool. time when we were really young. So that was really cool. Got to meet him, and uh, there was somebody else I met too. I can't remember who it was now. I always loved Hulk Hogan, though. Hulk Hogan was, like, my favorite because he was just so crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So, actually, well, the, the, point, the, seconds. the favorite uh, and the best is, is the people's elbow. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he elbowed them in the arm. Like, it didn't even look like it did anything. It's like, just did nothing. 
Like punch him in the dick. He's jumping mat. over you. He's hitting the mat. <laughs> okay, so this would I'd, so I don't know if this means it's worst hangover cure. Is this, is this the cure for the worst hangover or the worst advice you could give someone that both. has a hangover? Both. <laughs> we'll go with both, I guess. <laughs> if I had to say the the uh, we are the worst hangover cure is trying to fight fire with hot fire. Don't do that. You're better off just to <laughs> not getting to that point or drinking some water uh, b- before. Uh, way before drink more water than than you think you need mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i <laughs> so i had uh, t- t- uh back in the dark days of adam i used to drink uh a glass of water for every six beer six drinks i'd had it was six standard drinks before bed and i used to wake up i'd never wake up with a hangover it was my fail safe never wake up with a hangover cure but when i was i'd have either bacon and eggs or a souvlaki for breakfast and two hours later pff, right as rain really <laughs> Yeah, can't explain why. Just big meat breakfast, and I usually. I, just I think that might be uh, you might clean. be a one off in that case. I don't know if that's uh... yeah. I, I, yeah, don't don't follow me on Results that. Results are very. Do not take any of this as actual advice. This is not advice. Do not take this advice. Uh, yeah, not advice impersonating physicians right now. <laughs> Absolutely not. This is not does not count as anything. Uh, that, that said, though, uh, you know, be responsible. The, the best the best cure that I've found is a Caesar in the morning. A Caesar salad? No, no, an yeah. actual Caesar. What's that? like Ides of March? What do, uh, a bloody? Oh, oh you bloody call it Bloody Mary. Marys? You guys yeah, don't yeah, call yeah. it what? It's a, yeah, yeah. Sorry, this, I guess it's a <laughs> Canadian right. thing. A Bloody Mary. Slap the glass. So dressing with anchovies. <laughs> you put a Caesar salad into a into a glass. You make sure you put a enough salad? dressing on there. Bacon bits, so it might actually work for you, Adam, because there's bacon in there, and then you just drink that. Uh, Maybe you need to put it into a blender first. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bloody, a bloody mary is a legit option there you go apparently got it figured out all right crazy here we go this should be an easy one they were all going to agree on right what is the best looking tank chassis in warhammer 40,000 Ooh. Ooh. Oh, i'll just guess who put this on there this guy i'll tell you the, what it is you want to know what it what is else? what is it just lay it on me you got the sakarin Oh, I'm I'm impressed. I thought you were gonna say something crap like a ball predator. <laughs> well, the ball predator is amazing. If you could strap ball predator cannons on the Sakara, I you know yeah. I don't yeah. know how many I would own at this point. I don't know. <laughs> the Sakara is a good looking tank. Absolutely, absolutely good. Uh, my one is the Macarius chassis. My favorite being the Vanquisher, the Macarius Vanquisher. Okay, um, that's a good one. So, oh, the epitome of tankness, like just so good looking. Hmm. Oh, here we go. Tamadachi says Adam is the sexiest tank in 40k. Oh, oh yeah. Wearing it, wearing the sexiest wearing tank. The tank wearing the sexiest yeah. tank. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, he just sprung this whole sleeveless thing on us. We could have coordinated. The? Had the whole show. Well, I've just been this consistent. Way. I've 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 wore we sleeveless we should just like assume the last four this episodes. Yeah, uh, you, you are right. My, then the one day I show up, you're like, "What is Paul doing? That is not <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you. Why were you? This is this is my like Fugo identity right here. Of course, of course. Um, Dustin. Tank chassis. Malkador. Ridge. Malkador, cool. Yes. I thought you were going to say something stupid like a Ridge Runner. I, was like, I couldn't. The last time I said seismic cannon, you I, guys didn't even know what I was talking about. I have, <laughs> like, it's still, you still don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I have to go somebody at least uh, you recognize. Well, what's something in the Imperium they'll agree with? Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> 
the defender <laughs> with the with the bunker yes. on top with yes. all the heavy bolters. Yes. It's so good. So I like good. that. That's the one that looks like a it's the, like a, almost like a World War One tank. Yeah. Like a yeah. giant yeah, yeah, yeah. World War One tank. Yeah, a giant one. Yeah. Really that is a nice, that is a nice one. Yeah, it's always cool to see those on the table too. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, going going to the next topic, favorite Thanksgiving dish. So Thanksgiving, at least here in the U.S., I don't know if it's the same way in Canada. I don't even know if you have one of those in Australia. Uh, is Not is like a the same thing. But our Christmas is a very similar to your Thanksgiving, where we just eat stupid amounts of food, and I'm sure that's yeah. similar for you for Christmas as well. So I, we've actually yeah. less some restraint most years. Uh, but I try to mix it up a little bit. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, what I made for my favorite dish this year, uh, a, um, a chorizo, uh, queso dip. <laughs> did you, did you take the stuffing out of the chorizo and mix it up with the, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You gotta, yeah, yeah. you gotta, with chorizo, you gotta break the casing and you gotta, mm. you know, get it uh, nice, almost, almost, almost like a crisp on it. Uh, and then mix it in with some, uh, queso blanco and, um, some, um, uh, Diced chilies and uh, tomatoes, and it was uh, that sounds legit. It was pretty good. I mean, to the turkey. I mean, we had traditional stuff, and then this non-traditional stuff. Yeah, Uh, and then my wife made an an amazing uh, uh, chocolate pie uh, with some with some almost like a um, almost like a smoky kick to it. So it was like a chili chocolate. We like spicy stuff in this house. I don't know if you figured that out. We we got it. Yeah, (laughs) just absolute premium. I'm still. Like feeling the effects of him. He's tasting it again right now. He's, he's feeling good. Uh, Dustin, uh, we actually have a good traditional dish. Well, I don't know if it's traditional, but something that we, it's traditional for my family. We have uh, cherries jubilee for dessert. So I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's basically cherries it fire? with alcohol. You light it on fire and you put it on top of ice cream and pie. Mm. That sounds pretty good. Mm. Was that like a, what, a liqueur or something? Or? Yes, it's a liqueur. Nice, cool. It's very good. Good way to end off the meal and start the rest of the drinking. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. Um, ooh, Chris, my mum makes a mean trifle, like ooh. a legit. It's, it's, do you know? You know? You know when you just know there's like you could go to France and have a billion better trifles made like all fancy ways, but your mum's is just just hits different. I don't just, know, man. Just, I, I, better's relative. I think you're exactly, on. Exactly, Basic ingredients made with love. Mm. Nothing better. It's true. I thought you were gonna say like a goose or something. I've so I've never eaten pump, I've never eaten pumpkin or pecan pie, gentlemen. What? And I oh my! Okay. Change. Wait oh, a I'm second. Sorry, I'm sorry. You... Change. It's what? not a thing in Hold Australia. No, 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 no. What? Pe- pecan pie is yeah. what's up. Pecan pie yeah, is. I've heard. Like... All right, we're going. We're going to fix well, that. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah this, um, this, this is getting fixed. This is getting fixed. Yeah. I, I, it's just go. not a thing in Australia. Like. I, I hear all, I, I was like, us oh, false coming, and so are the pumpkin spice memes. Because I don't know. <laughs> the first event I go uh, with you next next time, I'm bringing a pumpkin pie. That's that's, that's I have to bring a pumpkin pie it, for Adam. Do it. I will Here face plant that on on stream <laughs> just for you, gents. Well, hey, everybody, that's our show for this week. It's been an absolute, I mean, just a pleasure being here, talking with y'all and talking with y'all in the chat. Uh, the chat's been incredibly active. If you're listening to this after the fact, like on a podcast aggregator or on YouTube, we do this live every Thursday. That's why it is called The Thursday Show, where we normally uh, run down several events that are coming up over the weekend. This time, uh, we talked about just one event and then also the shifts in the meta and our ideas about maybe how to approach that. Um, uh, we do, you know, encourage comments during the stream and then after the fact, but if you're listening to this on the aggregators, please leave us some five-star reviews. Uh, that's a good, great way. Any interaction after the fact, and even during the fact is a great way, uh, to let people, uh, I guess that fire, trigger, fire off the agro algorithm. So people know to come and find us and anyway, more people to talk, talk to 
during the chat. Gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Always a good time. Happy Thanksgiving to you, gentlemen. In the spirit of it, I want to say my gratitude to both you guys and to our producer, Richard, and FLGN for letting us do all this awesome stuff. And yeah, like Paul said, thanks thanks for everybody in the chat. You guys are amazing. Keep us going every week. We'll see you all next week. Thanks, everybody.